this morning. Ezekiel chapter number 37. And I would like to begin reading in verse number 1. Ezekiel chapter 37 and verse number 1. If you're there, say amen. amen. The Bible said, of course, Ezekiel being one of the old prophets of the Old Testament. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. He said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter in to you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a noise. And behold, a shaking in the bones came together, bone to his bone and when I beheld lo the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the sin covered them above but there was no breath in them then said he unto me prophesy unto the wind prophesy son of man and say to the wind thus saith the Lord God come from the four winds O breath and breathe upon these slain that they may live so I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came in to them and they lived and stood up upon their feet an exceeding great army. Today I want to try my best to conclude this message that God has given me and I want to preach on this thought the validation of Bone Valley. The validation of Bone Valley. I, I, I pray that God will help us but I want to remind you of something this morning before we even get started. Uh, God is not going to validate you and who you say you are in Him and for Him on the mountain. Can I get a witness this morning? God is not going to take all your good situations and prove that you are real to this world when everything's for you and everything's behind you and everything's beside. but right in the middle of the valley is where God will put his approval on your life, your ministry, your marriage and prove to him and the world that you are who you say you are. And so if I could for a few moments today I want to continue preaching on that thought the validation of Bone Valley. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Brother Dax if you would please pray for me. Heavenly Father we thank you once again it's preaching time and we pray Lord that you use our pastor use him well. Speak to every heart that's in this building Lord. May every saint be edified. May every sinner be evangelized. Most of all may Christ be exalted. Lord use him use him well. We'll thank you for it in Jesus precious name Amen. And all God's people said, you may be seated this morning. Briefly, by way of introduction, I do want to remind you, and it's here where the great prophet Ezekiel has been led to what we're calling Bone Valley. 
The Bible lets us know in chapter number 36 that God had already sent Ezekiel out. And God had sent him over to preach to the mountains and to preach to the rivers and to preach to the trees and to preach to the valleys. And of course we know that Ezekiel was faithful in doing what God told him to do where God told him to do it. Now listen to me. This morning, if I could, I'm going to slow down just a little bit. And if I could tell you something this morning that will help you along your Christian life, it'd be this. It does not matter what you think is important. It does not matter who you think God should place you in front of. And it does not matter what you're doing when you're in front of those uh, uh, that God has placed you. You must accept the will of God. Why do you say that, preacher? Well, Ezekiel, a good man of God, uh, is placed to preach literally to the woods. In chapter number 36, God sends him and says, all right, Ezekiel, you ready to preach? He said, oh yeah. He said, are you you fired up? He said, yes, sir, I am. Have you been studying? Yep, I'm right with you, Lord. Been studying. You've been praying? I've been praying, Lord. All right, here's your grand finale. You ready to preach? He said, oh yeah. I'm burning. It's a fire shut up in my bones. I'm ready to preach this morning, Lord. He said, so where am I going? He said, see that mountain over there? He said, yes, sir. He said, I I want you to go and preach to that mountain. He said, is there a group of people over there? He said, no, sir. He said, is there a little church over there looking for a pastor? He said, no, sir. He said, they must be a tent revival then somewhere in the woods. Is there a tent put up somewhere over in the mountains? He said, no, sir. I just want you to preach to the mountain. May I say this morning, uh, I made my mind up a long time ago. Uh, I'm not preaching for me and I'm not preaching for you. I'm preaching for him. And all we do is benefit from what he has to say through his man, whether that be me or one of these other preachers. Listen now, uh, the, 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 the key, we learned this in revival in March, the key uh, to the being in the will of God is instant obedience. Uh, may I say if God sends you uh, uh, to preach to a mountain, you better preach. Uh, if God sends you to be a light in a dark world uh, at work, you better be a light. Uh, if God sets you out alone uh, somewhere yonder in Bone Valley, just be faithful uh, to do what God's told you to do where God's told you to do it. You want validation? Everybody wants an approval. Give me a little bit on this. Everybody wants an approval. Seems like. Listen, I understand that. I know it's good spiritual talk. I don't care what nobody thinks as long as God puts His approval on me. And I agree with that to an extent. But let's get real. We do care what people think. Come on, some help me this. I'm giving you all I got. I need some help. It does matter to us what people think. I mean, I know it shouldn't, but Brother Chris, fact is it does. I mean, I want people to know I'm genuine, don't you? I want people to know I'm sincere, don't you? I want people to know that I'm real. I'm not up here pretending. and I'm not up here putting on a show every week. Are you listening? Uh, by the way, time out. By the way, time out. There's a whole bunch of them putting on a show every week. Uh, there's a whole bunch of singers singing about a Lord they don't know. There's a whole bunch of preachers telling about a Lord they don't know. There's a whole bunch of Sunday school teachers teaching about a Lord they don't know. And they 
There's a whole bunch of church members that are walking in the doors of our churches in 2021 in obedience to the Lord that they do not, are you listening to me? They do not know. Listen now, if you want God to validate you, it's not going to be when things are good. It's not going to be when the wind's blowing. It's not going to be when the victory's uh, trumpet is sounding. It's not going to be when the bank is full of money. It's not going to be when the church is full of members. It's not going to be in the season of blessing. It'll be in the valley of bones. You say, what do you mean? Well, imagine Ezekiel's down there preaching in the valley full of bones and all his buddies that he graduated seminary with is walking by and thinking, my God, look at Ezekiel. If there's anybody going to turn out out of our graduating class, I thought it'd been him. But he's down there preaching to a bunch of bones. These, listen to me, let me remind you, these, this is not just a field of bones that, and they're all put together. These ain't even skeletons, Brother Griff. These bones are busted all to pieces and scattered as far as you can see in Bone Valley. But God done told Ezekiel to go preach to the mountain and he was faithful. Now God sent him to preach to the multitude. You say, oh, he ain't got a multitude. Sure he does. They just all messed up. Come on, somebody. Oh, he's got he's got more members than everybody in his graduating class, but they can't see it because God has not done the work that he was going to do just yet. Let me say this this morning. There's some things you're going through or some things you will go through that you look around all you see is a field full of scattered bones. I mean, you can't even put a skeleton together. You've got a piece here and a piece there and a piece there and a piece here. It looks like a scattered... Is anybody listening? It looks like a scattered, jumbled up mess. Oh, but thank God, ain't you glad? I'm looking at some people that know I'm telling the truth. I think God can take a bunch of broken pieces and put them together and cover them and breathe life into them. And they go from being scattered bones to skeletons that are covered with skin and sinews. And to the end of the chapter, or end of the text in verse number 10, they're a great exceeding army full of soldiers. That's what we are this morning. I'm looking at people that you come in, you wasn't even, you wasn't even put together. You couldn't even been identified as a skeleton. You were scattered. I mean, even the piece of your old man, the dead man, wasn't together. Come on, somebody, help me. I'm going to throw something at you if you don't help me. I, 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 I mean, I, I'm looking at a field, friend. Imagine it. Here's Ezekiel hammering down, boy. He's preaching to the mountain. He's preaching to the I mean, he walked in sick too, but the creeds just faithful. You know what I'm here? Small light and wave the white fly could have. I got Brother Dax. I thought, oh, my gummies hurt me. I ain't going to cut. You know why I'm here, bless God? Because this is bone valley. God has put me here. I've never seen him take too many of y'all that were scattered and bring you to a place that you were skeletons and cover you with skin and sinews and breathe the Spirit of God into you. I'm willing to stand on the front lines today and help. Somebody else gets the breath breathed in them. 
We come a living soul. I don't know, but I know this. It's worth it. It's worth it. We might not have a victory cry after service. It's still worth it. Oh yes, it's still worth it this morning. And so, we see in our introduction, I'm getting to my real points today. I'm telling you, I am. God sends Ezekiel to Bone Valley to a field full of bones that were number one dead. I got time to re-preach all this. You can look in your text. They were not alive. He asked in verse 3, can these bones live? That means they were dead. These bones are not only dead, they're divided. They're scattered. These bones are not only divided, they're dirty. They're in an open valley. I talked about how uh, the rocks that would fall and the dirt and the floods and all that stuff, the grime, the grit, and the, uh, the grunge would all flow down. I mean, they're dirty. Does anybody remember coming into Bone Valley Baptist Church being dirty or divided or dead? And then we see in verse number 2 and 4, they were not just dry, they were very dry. Let me ask something this morning but by, by way of introduction. Can I ask you this morning, is there anybody here at the Bone Valley Baptist Church that's dry? You say, I don't think so. I do. I've been look at y'all long enough to realize there's a few of you need a good dose of glory and pour it down your soul. Listen, just let's just get this out of the way so I can move on. There ain't no reason to set sappy on God when your name has been put in the Lamb's book alive. Your sin's been washed away. You've got a comforter that never leaves you nor forsakes you. You don't have to give in to your sin. You've got an exit out. You don't have to be overcome by the devil for he that is in me is great than he that's in the world. You've got a book full of promises. You've got a book full of of truth. You've got a book full of love and comfort and conviction. By the way, it's an inerrant, infallible, inspired Word of God. Somebody said, I preacher, why do you say it's a tight on the King James? Well, I just believe God what He said. He said there'd be one God and one faith, one baptism. Are you listening? And He's not the author of confusion. And He promised to preserve His Word to all generations. And I believe with all my heart that the King James Bible is the Word of God. It's under debate. It's up for debate, they say. I went and watched the quote-unquote debate. Uh, but you better hear me. There's a lot of things debatable, but that ain't one of them, neighbor. They say, ah, oh, well, these other virgins are simple, more easy for me to understand. Let me tell you something. When the Bible said when you get the Holy Ghost of God uh, and He lives inside of you, that's what people's liking. They can't understand. You don't know why people can't understand preaching. Ain't got no God in them to understand it. Help me somebody. Uh, when you are darkened, you're not in light. Uh, uh, may I say this morning, uh, these bones were dead, divided, dirty, and dry. But thank God there is a fountain that's still filled with blood. There's a book that's still filled with blood. By the way, it's only the blood that will take you from being scattered bones and make a soldier out of you. But the blood and the blessed hope is what the old times used to say. Bone valley. Validation. Alright, I'm getting there. Validation. Of Bone Valley. Again, Ezekiel looks like a nut. Here he is. He's down there preaching. Everybody's walking by. He ain't got nothing but a field full of bones. But thank God you know the story. These bones didn't stay bones for forever. 
These bones were joined back together. These bones made a body. And before it was all said and done, these bones formed an army. And that's exactly what we see. Ezekiel went into Bone Valley alone. Listen to me. He went into Bone Valley alone. But Brother John, he did not come out on the other side by himself. I know I keep making application to me, but this is how God give it to me. I started this thing, Brother Chris, just being a handful. And honestly, it still felt all alone. But the other night we got up didn't even have four or three or four men here and over 20 men in this church represented. I cannot say, hey, when I started by myself, when they thought I was crazy and they criticized me, they mocked me and scoffed at me and tried to run me down and all those types of things. By God's grace, I just kept showing up to bone valley and it didn't look like nothing was ever going to form or shape up or come to life. But here we are now. Glory to God. I've watched some scattered bones turn into soldiers. I'm trying to tell you I came in what felt like alone, but I'm not alone no more. God has validated some things in Bone Valley. Validated this church in Bone Valley. Let me tell you something. If we start out with 150 and we had 500 now, there ain't no validation. We had to go through some real big lows. I'm talking about when I walk in, it's just me and Sister Annette and Dave, my mom, dad. Hey, are you listening? Some churches not even that, do they? Whatever. Well, I'm talking about whoa, lows. Went to the money. How many of y'all know that little mark that goes like this beside the number? It ain't, you know, it ain't like a sub point. Yeah. It ain't letting you know something's there. It's letting you know something's not there. Right. We've seen that here before. How many of y'all get them bills with the, at the red, at the top of big red letters? Pass through balance. Y'all ever seen them? Well, bless your heart. Some of you have never seen them. You need to get humble. Yeah. Anybody ever get a letter that says, this has been turned over to collections? Oh, Amen. Amen. I'm talking about Bone Valley, friend. Ain't y'all ever had somebody just outright against you? Know what that is? It's Bone Valley. Anybody had ever, anybody just spread complete lies about you? You know what that is? It's Bone Valley. Anybody had a big, bad bill of health? Come your way. Right. You know what that is? It's bone battle. Amen. Are you listening? Anybody ever had to find a tax at home? Spiritual tax. If you ain't, you ain't doing nothing for God. Help me, somebody. You know what that is? It's bone valley. Anybody have a little, ever have a little child? Something go wrong with you, baby? You know what that is? Bone valley. Anybody had to bury somebody that was real dear near to your heart that you love? You know what that is? It's bone valley. Are you getting a hint? I'm trying to tell you, God will take you to the lows. But listen, you're not impressing the people in your neighborhood. And you're not impressing the people at your work. And you're not impressing those who you go to church with when everything's high and flying good and right. But when all hell comes against you and somehow or another on Sunday morning, they still see you make your way up to Bone Valley when your health's not where it ought to be. And they see you walk down the steps at the Bone Valley when all hell's come against you and they see you make your way to Bone Valley 
when your spouse is laid up in a hospital, but they see you make your way to Bone Valley. I'm trying to tell you, glory to God, stay faithful in the midst of Bone Valley. God will prove Himself through and to you if you'll let Him. He'll, he'll validate you in Bone Valley. I'm looking at a church full of people that have wayward spouse or wayward children, unsaved spouses, lost friend, family, ungodly co-workers. Are you listening? I'm talking about you're surrounded by people who are dead, divided, dirty, and dry. Are you, are you, are you following me? I mean, you're thinking of people right now, they're dead spiritually. Or they're dry, or they're divided, or they're dirty, overcome by sin. What do they need? They need you and I to stand like Ezekiel in the midst of all hell breaking loose. In the midst of the critics and the scoffers and the Pharisees and the skeptics. And they need to watch us march on for the glory of God. And there'll come a day where God will raise the flag of validation in your life and the wind will blow and they'll look back over your life and say I didn't know about them at first but hey, them folks are real they love God they're who they say they are that'll only come in Bone Valley you may be the odd man out right now you may be the nutcase right now he looked crazy, they thought Ezekiel was a nutcase Right in the story, Ezekiel's validated because he stayed true to God in the valley. Can I say, I know, listen to me, I know it looks like some people will never change. How many of y'all got those people in your family you've been praying for so long, you just, you about to praying for them? You just don't think they're ever going to change. Well, got to think about that. I must have looked out over a field of bones, you know what I'd say? Brother Dad? Come on now. I'd probably look out over all them scattered bones and say, Does preacher think there's any hope for them? No. I don't even have to think. I'd say, Nope. And all for them. Listen, here's what I know on a, on a fleshly side. When something's dead, it's dead. <laughs> and in my power, it's going to stay dead. But he's known to raise a few people up, including himself. I don't think it's that going to change. Well, you just think, I just don't know about that, bro. I just don't know. Oh, Brother Chris, I ain't imaging that. He said, I'll spew this morning, glory to God. I just don't know if it's ever going to change. I just don't know if actually it's ever going to clean up, huh? I just don't we pray, 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 and pray, and we're sick of praying. Let's start it out. I see somebody. Let's start it out scattered. Let's turn it into a skeleton. Oh, my friend, and still and sick use. And now she's only blessed by a member that never has remembered her. She's a soldier. This morning, what are you saying? God can take the impossible and turn it around and bone down. It looked impossible, but how many of y'all know this? For nothing is impossible with God. You say, ain't no way, preacher. They've been too many ain't no ways come around. Yeah, right. Are you listening? I got to thinking about that. <clears throat> I got to thinking right. about some people in our church, and I don't know all the details to all this. But uh, let me look for it here. I had them wrote down to make sure I said them. I'll just go off my memory. I, 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 from my mind, I remember Sister Annette saying she prayed for years and years and years for Brother Randy to say it. And just didn't think there's no way. He's never would get saved. Good man, but 
100 mile an hour hell bound with a hammer down. Yeah. You know what she did? She stayed faithful. Yeah. And even by her own testimony, not in every place was just right and wasn't a perfect fit. And, you know, this, that, or the other. But hey, she was limited, friend. That seemed like she was just limited to what she could do and where she could go, but she stayed faithful to God. You know what happened, my brother Ray got saved? And you know, he's been mowing the yard in church all year long, brother Ray. I mean, it looked like an impossible situation, but you know what I know? If she, if she, she would have given up in Bone Valley, he'd probably still be lost on his way to hell. But thank God for somebody that said, I can't make these bones come together. I can't make these skeletons get covered by skin and sinews. I can't make the Spirit of God blow, breathe like into them but I know a man who can hey can I say don't give up don't give in hey, don't don't buy the lie of the devil that time is up or there's no hope I'm trying to tell you until the Lord Jesus comes back or your heart quits beating until either one of those things happen there's opportunity for God to do the impossible in Bone Valley they'll go from laying in the valley to marching towards victory let Bone Valley validate you instead of victimize you. Did everybody hear that loud and clear? I know I ain't 100% today, but I'm trying. Let Bone Valley validate you instead of victimize you. What does that mean, Brother Chris? That means when you get down there and everything's blown apart. Are you listening? When you get down there in Bone Valley and everything's blown to pieces, everything's dead and dry divided and dirty and I mean you're full of doubt and, and you're depressed and all these things that, 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 that come on you in Bone Valley instead of playing the victim card uh, realize and look at it as an opportunity for victory let it validate you do not let it victimize you most people when they get led by the way I'm gonna, if I get there I'm trying Ezekiel did not wind up there by accident. Did you know that? Well, I just don't know. The devil's hard on my back. I'm in such a low place. Let me tell you something. The devil ain't the one always leading you to the valley. I thought God loved me. He does enough to take you to the valley and grow you. Come on, somebody. I would not be where I am today as a man. As a husband, as a father, as a pastor, as a preacher, as a friend. Had I not had to go to some low places. Because how many of y'all would agree right here? Usually in Bone Valley is where you get all your lessons. That's where you learn. It's hard to learn when you shout. God has a hard time speaking to you when you're running glory laps. God's got a hard time teaching you anything when you're throwing Bibles. Ain't nobody throws Bibles. I know one man that did. He got so cranked up, preached one day, he can very make it, come out, threw his Bible all across the church. I said, Dear God. Let me tell you something, Bone Valley, it'll lead you to that place of victory. You'll get victory over things in Bone Valley that you'd have never got without it. All right? Now, if the Lord help me, I'm going to give you some points. Are you ready? Glory to God. It's took me. I preach this now four or five times. Number one, feels good. I want to say this. The validation of Bone Valley. Number one, Ezekiel was not looking for Bone Valley, but he was submissive. Yeah. Are you listening? Yeah. Brother, Brother Eric, he was not looking for Bone Valley, but he was submissive to it. Look at verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down 
in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. Number one, Ezekiel wasn't looking for Bone Valley, but he was submissive. May I say Ezekiel was supposed to just be passing by. You'll see there in verse 2. The Bible said he caused me to pass by them. I mean, it looked like, brother, brother John, it looked like a graveyard along his journey. Little did Ezekiel know that that graveyard was going to be his ministry. All those dead men, all those scattered bones, all those skeletons, if you will, all the dead, dry, dirty, and divided bones was exactly where God wanted him to be. May I say when God asked him a question in verse number 3 he went from just walking to being willing to stay. Look at verse 3. And God he said unto me son of man can these bones live? And I answered oh Lord God thou know. In other words uh, he's dropped me off in a place that I don't have a whole lot of no. He's dropped me off in a place I can't see the end thereof. He's put me in a place and I don't know if things will ever change but I know God knows and if God's led me to Bone Valley I submit myself to the place where God has led me even though I wasn't looking for it. Has anybody ever woke up on Monday morning not looking for your world to flip inside out but it did? Oh yeah. Don't know why God does things all over you see if you're going to submit to it. Are you listening? He was not looking for Bone Valley. He was marching on, man. He done preached through the mountains. He thought the bad times was over. Surely God ain't going. He looked at me and said, hmm. So we're all dead people. Drive people. Divided. Dirty. Right. Man, that looks bad. The Bible said in verse 2, He calls me to pass by him. And then verse number 3, He was walking on. He thought he got out of him. He's thinking he's going to get a ribeye. God said, hey, Zeke, I want to talk to you. Yes, Lord. He said, Did you see them bones? Yeah, I see them. That's a mess. Sure is. Hey, Ezekiel, you reckon them bones can live? Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, you know, that's a good answer. Yeah, amen. That's a real good answer. Come on, preacher. He asked me. I went, Are you kidding, Lord? <laughs> Look at them people. I mean, you can't, they can't even identify. No, ain't no way. But that ain't what he said. Why? He's submissive. Let me tell you something this morning. God ain't looking for you to give some super knowledgeable philosophical philosophy. I don't know the word. Theological answer. You know what he's looking for you to do? Say, I ain't sure, but you know. Hey, brother, tell me you like this circumstance. Is this going to work out for you? You know, Lord. You know what that is? That's basically without saying it. Here's what he's saying. Not my will, but thine. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't exactly sure, Lord, but you know. Yeah. It seems certain path. How do y'all go looking for that? Oh. Anybody? You'll go looking for it. Oh. But you better be willing to submit to it if God puts you in it. He wasn't number one. He was not looking for Bone Valley, but he was submissive. Now this leads me to my second point. I'm, I'm, I'm hurrying through this. I'm getting this joker done today. Because Ezekiel was submissive in Bone Valley, even though he was 
wasn't looking for it. Here's what we find. Number two, Ezekiel was led to Bone Valley and he was sent. Look at verse 1. Verse 1, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. Now, here's the question. Why would God send Ezekiel to Bone Valley? Why would God lead a man of God to such an undesirable place? Are you ready? Here's the answer. Because he was spirit-filled. What are you saying? Look at verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord. Now, here's this false theology in our day and hour. It's rampant. If you're right with God, serving the Lord, spirit-filled, here, here's your Houston, Texas, smiley, Joel Osteen, lipstick-wearing, women drawers, wearing little fat. All right? Today's your day. If you'll submit to God, the Bible said, if you'll submit to God, He'll leave and forsake you. That means you'll never do without. Why? That, that means nobody will ever turn on you. Why? Right. Are you listening? The yes, devil can't touch you. Lie, 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 lie. Job was a perfect man. Yeah. God with it. Have any? Come on, somebody. Right. Why was Ezekiel led to Bone Valley? Are you ready? Here's the answer. He was spirit filled. Amen. Come on, why God put you in some of the places He put you. Not because you're doing bad. Not because you're in sin. Not always. No, no, no. Now I'm saying so both ways. Jonah was put in a storm because he was against sin. He was, he was full of sin against God. But not every time. Sometimes God will put you in bone valley because you are spirit-filled. He knows that you'll submit to Him. And He knows that you'll do what you're supposed to do. And He knows that He'll get glory from it. He knows that it'll validate you. And He knows that people will look at you and say, My God, I never thought they'd make it out. He knows this morning. He's led there. Not because he's full of sin, because he's full of the Spirit. Right. He said the Spirit of the Lord right. carried me. It was the Spirit of the Lord that put him in Bone Valley. May I say he's first sent to preach to the mountains, not uh, on top of the mountains, are you listening? But to the mountains. Then he's sent to the multitude, but his multitude uh, is dead, dry, divided, and dirty. May I say even Jesus, listen to me now, after being baptized in the Jordan River, where the voice of his Father spoke from heaven, and said, this is my beloved Son, and whom I well please in the Holy Ghost, descended like a dove and lit upon his shoulder, and John baptized him. You know the very next place that Jesus ends up after the Spirit of God touches him? He ends up in the wilderness. Being tempted by the devil. I just don't think it's very fair. I mean, I've been faithful. I tithe. I, I pray and read. And I say amen. I don't get involved with sin. I'm not conformed or compromised. I mean, my God. And look, all I'm surrounded by is death and dirt and division and dryness. I mean, why me? Why not you? Amen. The Holy Ghost lands on Christ. <laughs> right on the shoulder. And everybody goes, oh, Worthy is the Lamb. Behold the Lamb. Behold the Lamb. John's still preaching. Behold the Lamb of God the next day. You can read that in your Bible. All right, Lord. I've done what you told me to do. They've seen it. I'm here. It's my grand introduction. Here I am. Been touched by the Spirit of God. Been, been approved by your voice. 
Now what do I need to go preach revival? No, son. I'm talking about Christ. Go to the wilderness for 40 days, 40 nights. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's right. Yes, yes, Lord. He's submissive. He wasn't looking for it, but he was submissive to it. Why? He's spirit-filled. Because he's spirit-filled, he's sent. Guess who meets him out there? Gabriel. No. Michael, the archangel. No. The angelic choir, surely. Met him in the wilderness. No. You know who met him? The devil. <laughs> I'm not talking about a good preacher, brother John. I'm talking about God. The Son of God. And he said, come up here, Lord. You know, the one who was there. You, you all read about creation when the Bible said, let us. That's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Jesus, the Son of God, was there in creation. Don't believe the lie that He's an afterthought. No, He's in the beginning. Are you listening? The one that spoke the mountains into existence, the kingdoms into existence, the devil takes him before the mountain. He says, All right, you see all that, Lord? See all that, Jesus? He said, Yeah, I see it. He said, If you'll bow down to me, I'll give it to you. Come again. If you'll bow down, I'll give you all that. Right. As it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. If you'll just kill yourself, cast yourself down. As it is written. Are you following me? Are you listening to what I'm saying? If you don't think the devil's not going to jump on your back when you're in Bone Valley, don't mean he put you there, but he's waiting on you. Are you listening? If he attacked Christ, hey, he didn't, he didn't whip out. We're talking about Jesus. The name of all names that even the devils believe and tremble at. He ain't scared to bother him when God sent him to the Bone, to bone Valley in the wilderness. He ain't scared to bother you neither. How do we fight against him? You better fight him just like Jesus did. The Word. The Word of God. You can denounce him and, and rebuke him till you're blue in the face, but till you get some Holy Ghost power from yeah. that word of God, not your words, but his words, you're blowing smoke, good friend. I'm trying to tell you this morning. I don't care how much you think you can handle the devil, he'll chew you up, spit you out, regurgitate you and eat you again before you can shake a stick at him. You'd better go to the word of God to defeat. The devil in the middle of Bone Valley. He was sent. Jesus is sent to the wilderness. Ezekiel is sent to the valley of bones. All throughout the scriptures you'll find God sent spirit-filled Christians down long before He sent them up. Are you listening? You want to know why God takes you to Bone Valley sometimes? Because He wants to lift you up. But you can't be lifted up until you first go down. You've heard you can't be a good leader until you're a follower. That's not just a good, you know, saying. That's a biblical principle. You've got to go down. How in the world am I supposed to help some of y'all up? Right. Out of the valley, if I ain't going to be in the valley. I don't know that we'll have any preachers go out of this church and pastor. Probably will. Some point or another. How am I supposed to help them men? Right. When their church bottoms out, yeah. if my church ain't never bottomed out. Yeah. I'm not supposed right. to help you with your children that's went nuts. If I ain't had Bill mine go out. Yeah. But the Bible says you to rule your house. Yes, you do. And if you can't, you can't rule a house. Bless God, I do rule my house. Hey. 
sort of. Yes, sir. Oh, yes. Don't mean it's perfect. Right. Are you listening? Amen. That's right. The problems arise. I take care of you. Amen. I have to. Why? So I can take care of you. Amen. If I can't do nothing with that woman right there. Right. I can't do nothing with you. That's right. He's preaching. Come on, son. Come on. I'm not talking about mistreating her and abusing her. And I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about all that. I'm not talking about beating on my kids and beating on them. I'm talking about ruling biblically and keeping order in my home. That's the only way I can do it here. Sometimes I go out here off the mountaintop and go home to bone stinking back. Amen. Are you listening? What I got to do is just submit to it. I don't like it, and I'm going to do my best, Lord. Build this. Right. You always handle it right? Nope. Nope. Most time I don't, but God hits me out. Amen. 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 Right. Gives me grace, just like He does you, knucklehead. Right. Amen. Amen. I, I, if you ain't caught on by now, I ain't one of these preachers act like I got it all together. Jack, I don't. Right. But He does. Amen. And we're all in this thing together trying to figure out how to get in the center of God's will and do exactly what He calls to do. And some of y'all don't like that. Well, I might just preach there just a little bit more. I'm trying to tell you, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not without sin and I'm not going to act like I am. I'm a sinner saved by grace just like you are and I'm still learning in bone belly just like you will. Amen. Amen. It plan on doing all that, but I'm going to have to sometimes. Thirdly, Ezekiel was left in Bone Valley because he was set. S-E-T. Right. Not sit. Set. Look at verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down. There's something to God leading you to a place and then leaving you there. You know the first thing we want to do, Brother Teddy, when we get dropped off in Bone Valley? Climb out. You talk about not having nobody to talk to. Are you listening? And everybody he could talk to, pun intended, so please laugh, was Bonehead. You better laugh more than that. Amen. I mean, these people, just like God said, He made that the people of Israel, they were stiff necked. Please laugh at me. <laughs> they were stiff necked. Here's another point of them. They were setting their ways. Amen. <laughs> you couldn't move them. <laughs> couldn't persuade them. They wouldn't even shake their hand. <laughs> I've been going all day. I've thought about this for like three weeks. <laughs> Most of them wouldn't smile, but the ones who did, Lord, help them. <laughs> but God set him there. What a blessing. And God ever sent you down and you look around and think, congregation to preach to Ezekiel? Sure do, Lord. Okay, I got you one. Really? Yeah, about 5,000. Glory to God. Here they are. Forty people dead for 500 years. What do you mean? 
you here that means you're here for the longevity of the valley are you listening bone valley was a place that seemed as if it had absolutely nothing to offer him and y'all ever looked around your situation and thought there's absolutely no good that can come from this that's where he was but may I say God wants you to set S-E-T to be placed in Bone Valley. Not just sit, but to be set in Bone Valley. Why? Because that is where God will validate you. You're not going to get no validation from Bone Valley if you uh, hop out and jump ship. Are you listening? Here's what we need to stop doing as children of God. We need to quit trying to figure out how to get out of our problems. And we need to start figuring out how to get God in to our problems. Lord, I got a problem. I'm not going to try to run from it, but I'd appreciate it if you'd join me. Get in the valley. By the way, a good place to find him is in the valley, last I checked. He's the lily of the valley. Wouldn't it have been amazing? And I don't know, but it makes for good preaching. Ezekiel was walking around all discouraged, dying and out. I mean, all he had was dead, divided, dirty, uh, full of, I mean, you know, divided bunch of boneheads for his friends but that's where God set him wouldn't have been a blessing if he was walking around that's all he'd see is death and dirt and filth and darkness and somewhere about halfway through there there's a patch full of lilies there's life the only source of life was that lily how many of y'all have ever been in Bone Valley and been just struggling along and all of a sudden out of nowhere he showed up Give just a little bit of life. Give just a little song to sing. Just remind you, He's always there like He said He was. God will set you in Bone Valley. May I say, if you'll stay set, listen, don't just want trouble. Listen, trouble's already came to this church before. Thank God it's not here that I know of right now, but it's coming again. I'm not going to tell y'all it's always well. We never had no trouble. That's a lie. Trouble is coming again. Right. You tell you the worst thing y'all can do when trouble hits, hop to the next church where there ain't no trouble. Yeah. Worst thing you can do. Right. Why? God ain't going to validate you when you're hopping. Right. Come on, somebody. Right. Hey, people change his church more than they change clothes. Man. Oh, yes. Why is that? Because every time trouble comes, they skip. And they go right, but guess what they find out in the next church? Trouble comes there too. And then they go to the other one and trouble comes there too. Trouble's going to come because a man that's born a woman is few days and full of it. Full of trouble. You know what you got to make up your mind you're going to be in Bone Valley? To be validated? S-E-T. Set. I ain't moving. Come on now. I'm not moving. The trouble can come. Listen to me. Trouble's going to come. The devil's going to show up. He's going to send three or four more devils here. They'll try to rip, tear, snort, divide, tear up. Listen, we've got to set firm in our place. God, who cares what they say? You know what happens when church trouble starts? It becomes the talk of the town. How can a church overcome all the talk? Doing what we're doing right now every week. 
Don't throw it and go on Facebook and try to defend. They won't start something about me. They have a hundred times. Brother Josh is a dictator. Brother Josh says, if you watch TV, you're going to hell. You have to bring all your TVs in and burn. Listen, if you, if you get convicted of your TV, I will gladly take it. And put it in my office. Or put it in my bathroom. I ain't got one in my bathroom. I'll put one in the bathroom. Or in the kitchen. Amen. They make up stuff, big John. Yeah. Listen, don't get on there and try to defend me. Right. All you're gonna do is stir a bunch of mess, and they gonna keep going, don't get and you get blocked, and blah blah blah, and any feelings get hurt. I can't say what I want to say. Heck with them. Are you listening? Let them talk. I don't care what they think. What you mean that? Sure do. You wanna know why? Because my children done been proved wrong. God validated me. God validated the church. Why? Because you follow no. I just kept saying true to God. Step set. It's in my place. And God has took some of the very ones that hated me. And they came to me saying, Brother Josh, I'm sorry about all that. I need your help. Amen. That's what they'll do to you too. Man. You gotta run fuss and fight and cuss and rant and raid and fist fight and all. You ain't doing nothing. You ain't doing nothing but playing the victim. Yeah, man. man. Take it. Take it. I like that. Jesus took Take it. Take it. Yeah. Hey, man. You know what they called him? He would he would make blind eyes see and they'd Take say he's got the spirit of Satan. Take Did he go fighting? You got me, John? He didn't go fighting. Judas. He took it. Sold him for nothing. Sold him out. When he seen him, after he done give him his money, he embraced him, hugged him, and kissed him. Said, How you doing for him? <laughs> Why? Because that gives me a way out. Because my flesh wants to grab hold of it. Are you listening? Come on, somebody. My flesh, my flesh wants to get down to the nitty-gritty and have a big open public debate and let's just sit. But my flesh wants to do all that. Right. You know what Christ said to do? Bow down and get your towel and wash your feet. I got news for you. Judas was sitting at the table when he sat down and washed the feet. Are you listening? Are you listening? That's a whole lot easier said than live. But if you'll get spirit filled and right with God and set in your place, you won't try to play the victim. You'll just be who God said to be. That's right, Kim. I'm trying to tell you, don't defend yourself. Let God validate you. Thank you, Lord. Let God tell your story. They'll start coming around. You'll start noticing people that is against you. They'll start coming together. Before long, some of them enemies that hate you and hate your church, hate your God, and hate your preacher, they may be on a pew in here one Sunday and they come in scattered and you notice God kind of puts some things together. They come back the next week with a skeleton. Then a couple months later, they get cover, saved, skin. And they find out about the sinew, which is the joint, joint heir of Jesus Christ. And before long, the Spirit of God breathes in them. And they go from being somebody that scattered and uh, divided and dirty and uh, all them things to a soldier. Not because you played the victim, but because you let God validate Himself through you. Amen. I'm trying to encourage you. 
that staying faithful to God in Bone Valley will validate your life. I got to give you this one. Fourthly, we see Ezekiel was lonely in Bone Valley because he was isolated. I don't have time to, to read it all. I don't even know what time it is. I'm still okay. Look at, look at verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me, carried me out in the Spirit, set me down in the valley. Verse 2, and caused me. Verse 3, he said unto me, and I answered. Verse 4, he said unto me. Uh, verse 7, so I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied. Verse 8, when I beheld. Verse 9, then he said unto me. Verse 10, so I prophesied as he commanded me. And uh, verse verse. 11, then he said unto me, all throughout the text, me, I, me, I, I, me, I, me. He was all alone. Let me tell you something. Listen to me right here. I'm trying to hurry through this. I really ain't got to preach how I want to preach it. It's all right. He was lonely in Bone Valley. He was isolated. May I say this? Listen now. God wants to see if you're willing to stand all alone before he allows you to stand accompanied with an army. He'd have never got the soldiers if he couldn't stand by himself. Are you listening to what I'm, I'm preaching now? I know, I know I'm cranked down a little bit today. I'm trying to keep puking on him. But listen to me. Or something else. Hey, You, you ain't shut up. You ain't gonna get an army of soldiers until you prove you're willing to stand by yourself. Let me tell you something. Bone Valley's hard, anyways. But it's not that hard if you got two or three there with you. You know the old saying, "Misery loves company." What's going on? I'm down here. It's awful. But if I got somebody to go with me, it'd be a little better. That's the attitude we got. But when God's really wanting to validate you, let me tell you something. It's going to be hard to chew on. He wants y'all on. He sent Ezekiel there by himself for a reason. And he's going to get an army. But what if he'd have backed out? I ain't doing this by. I listen, here's what I've heard this so much. I can. Huh. I didn't sign up for this. You signed up to be like Christ when you got saved. Right. Yes, sir. Let me tell you where he was in the valley. In the wilderness, all alone. Yeah. When he was hanging on that cross, he was all alone. No, he had God with him. Not if you read your Bible, he didn't. Forsook him. Yeah. Turned his back on him. Why did he do that? So he'd never have to do it to you and I. Amen. He was all alone. He went to hell all alone. Help me, somebody. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm telling you, the life, the success to the Christian life is not when you got your whole church family binding with you. We're here for you and we want to help you. But God is going to take each individual at some point down the road yeah. to bone battle it so you can learn and be validated alone. Yeah. Then what you'll find is if you stay faithful in the valley alone, God will eventually give you honor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm living in them days right now. I feel like God's keeping on me. Now he ain't done. Yeah. I've got more bone valleys to endure. I've got more people to see come in scattered. Right. Divided, dead, dirty. I, I, all that's it's a revolving door for me. 
But, but, I no longer feel like that. I'm all alone. I'm trying to give you what God gave me. I ain't done a very good job of it, but I'm trying. I want to encourage you this morning, just keep serving God. Even if you're all by yourself. Any of y'all feel alone at work? Anybody? Some of you are so alone you ain't at work no more. Amen. Not mentioning any names. Start to be an angel back. Anybody feel alone at your family get together? Huh? My God, I hate family reunions. I do, boys. You can love them all you want. You don't know my family. Weirdos. Weirdos, brother. I'm talking about bona fide weirdos. On both sides. It ain't like I got one good side. I got two bad sides. I'm telling you, son. I'd rather take a woman than she put the family you. I don't even trust the cookie that my own family needs. Feel long. I know some of y'all go in and punch that time clock. You the only one there. That, that, feel, that feels like you're doing anything for, God, for the Lord, for Christ. You tell you why God isolates you. All the people talk about you call you Bible thumper and all blah blah blah. You know what God's put you there for though? Listen to me. Yeah. They don't come a time in their life they don't yeah. get a Christian. Yeah. You come in and they hate you and they try to come against you, but you're still nice to them. You're still a Christian. You still you ain't perfect, but you're still showing Christ. That's all right. No, they don't come when, when all hell breaks loose in their life. They come to you, why? Because God validated you. If that's all Christians, y'all had a thirty-minute prayer meeting on lunch. It ain't there much validation going on. But when you're the only one there and your bosses know they're all against you and you know they're all, you're, they're all against you and all the workers around you know they're all against you but you still come in, you don't gripe, complain, you do your job, you're respectful, you're honest, you're kind, you're faithful. God will validate you when you're all alone. The multitude is not the few that have this figured out. The multitude are the ones that need you to help them figure it in. You're going to be isolated. Did you notice this? And I'm hurrying. I know some of y'all are starving and we got food, baptism, we got people joining us. We got a whole day for us. But Ezekiel went into that thing and the multitude was there, but they were not a part of what God was going to do yet. Listen to me. Don't try to figure it out. Stay faithful in Bone Valley and God will use the multitude and He will figure it in. Amen. Are you following me? Yeah. I look around here today and I, I'm, I'm trying to figure some of y'all out. What do they, they want? Come on somebody. Don't die on me. Right. What's their motive? What's their intention? Do they really say, are they who they say they are? You don't think that way. Oh yes I do. I've been gutted too many times not to. Right. You might not like that, but you're using my shoes. You feel the same way. Yes, sir. Been there. You know what I've got to learn, though? Quit trying to figure it all out. 
Right. He's preaching the bones that I've got. Man. And let God figure it all in. Because he can take people that I look at and say, ain't no way I'm doing anything with them. He can say, watch me. Yeah. They stood up an army. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the victory lap that Ezekiel took after these scattered bones, skeletons became soldiers? He looked out and he's trying to figure it all out. But you know what he had to learn? I can't figure it out. I'm just going to let God figure it in. Lastly, and I'm done. I want to say lastly, he was used to bring life because he stayed. Let me tell you something. God's got a plan for you, whatever your bone valley is, whether it's a bad marriage, whether it's a bad place of work, whether it's a bad position, whatever it is, bone valley, whatever it is, whatever your bone valley is, a wayward child, whatever it is, a wayward spouse. I don't know your situation, but can I say because he stayed, he was used to bring life. Notice this, and I'm done. Ezekiel started off looking like a madman. Not only does he pass by, stop and start walking around in Bone Valley, but then he starts talking to God and God starts talking to him. And he starts preaching. Next thing you know, God tells